0: This episode discusses topics around mental health that might disturb some listeners. If you are affected, please contact your nearest medical support immediately. For Australian listeners, you can contact Lifeline on 13
1: Welcome to Mind Tuning, I'm Martina and I am Will. And today we're going to talk about Taylor Swift's Blank Space. It was released, originally released on the album 1989 in 2014 and released again after she re-recorded it in
2: 2022.
1: I like this song because it's very unapologetic. It's very self-aware. And presumably this happened after a certain amount of criticism from left, right, and center about how her her lifestyle and how she conducts her relationships, writes about them later on and how this is all viewed by the public eye. And she decided to make no apology for it and own it. And I think this is great. On every level, but especially as a, as, a, as a role model for young girls in today's society.
0: So she was receiving criticism, was she, regarding how she discussed her ex-relationships or something, and this song was somewhat of a response to that.
1: Yeah, that's right. And social media being what it is, obviously the comments section is just a, a free-for-all for all kinds of unrequested opinions, really. And there was a, there was a lot of criticism about it which I'm sure, even though she makes no apology for it in this song, may have hurt at times. Again, always unrequested, unwarranted, undesired opinions and this weird way of people thinking the world needs to hear my opinion on a certain subject. So this is a particular reason I I like Tay-Tay in general, even though not necessarily... Tay-Tay because we're close now.
0: <laughs> right. I, I thought you were.
1: I'm a, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to use Tay-Tay if I'm not a real full fan. I don't listen to her music that much, but I did like that song, not just for the music, for the melody, but for, for the words as, as well.
0: Yeah. So I was less familiar with the song, but I had heard it and I don't know where, which probably shows how ubiquitous it is. It's you know, probably everywhere from shopping centers to buses to whatever. I therefore familiarized myself with the lyrics in advance of the episode, and the first sense I got regarding any kind of relationship with mental health and themes around our mentalities was one of fortitude, I guess. So, the opening line when she says, nice to meet you, where have you been?
2: So there's
0: this sense I got anyway from her that first of all, there's unfamiliarity and that it's nice to meet you, which is what we some sometimes conventionally say to someone who, whom we're meeting for the first time. But then the second line, that follow-up of where have you been, it was almost like she was saying, I have anticipated your arrival. And now that I've met you, it's not that big a surprise. And I know how to handle you in a way. And... I liked that because it played around with the timing of it. It played around also with this idea that that she would be thrown by whoever she was taken with, whoever she would meet, whoever she might be interested in. Rather she very much seemed to project this sense of firstly fortitude mentally, but also this indication that she was going to drive whatever the relationship was going to be between the two of them all.
1: I don't know if the driving is, is so apparent from the start, but what I got from that was a a very passionate young woman who potentially falls in love very easily and goes from relationship to relationship, always expecting the next one to be the one quote unquote and so this this where you've been as in as you said I've been expecting you, but I've been dreaming of you i've been waiting for you i've been, i've known that this day would come where i would meet the one and then it just unfolds as this very passionate you know she says later on grab my hand and your passport so jumping in very quickly going very quickly through all the phases of a relationship i'm dying to see how this one ends grab your passport and my hand i can make the bad guys good for a weekend for for example, relationships that right. you know start very passionately right. and then end spectacularly in a very dramatic fashion, <laughs> right, right. and it would just you know it it's was one very, of those, one of those <laughs> exactly. And once again, like I said in the intro, for which she makes no apology mm. whatsoever, she says, "I have a blank space for you because I have a long list of lovers, lovers that she's loved passionately." And presumably has gone through similar formula every time.
2: And I'll write your name.
0: Yeah, there was that unapologetic sense from her to whoever she's uh, speaking to. That she says things like she's going to be insane, and she says she's going to leave you with a scar. She describes the relationship as possibly going to be like a rose garden with thorns, stormy uh, terminology as well, and then something about torture. And she's not doing it in an apologetic way. She's not saying, this is going to happen and you should really second guess anything regarding us. She's saying, I'm okay with this and you have to be too.
1: Yes. Again, as I said in in the intro, I love this as a role model for young girls who are, you know, obviously uh, the bulk of her fan base, showing them that, yes, when you're young, you, you have a lot of emotions, you're very passionate, and relationships are difficult and hard to navigate, and, and a relationship ending is not necessarily a failure. Trying different things should not be regarded negatively because they don't know what they want Uh, Of course, you don't know what you want. You've not experienced everything. And you would never see it negatively if someone was trying different types of food. In fact, you know, they would be commended for being adventurous and trying different things every day, maybe. Yet with relationships, there's this negative opinion and and it's often frowned upon, especially coming from when it it comes from a woman's perspective. So I I love this unapologetic role model for young girls.
0: Mm, It does seem very matter of fact in that regard. She rattles off a list of metaphors that can describe what will happen. And it's not meant to be dramatic. It's meant to be descriptive in an informative way. This is what it's going to feel like. What do you expect? We're not the first to have gone through this. We won't be the last. Uh, This is it. This is what the experience is like. And... I think the music instrumentally it suits that. There is one part of the music which I really like. It's kind of like this long droning bass synth line. So it's just and that does indicate something foreboding is the topic of the lyrics. But not foreboding in a sense of therefore we shouldn't do it, or therefore this is something to anguish over in terms of mental health. But rather it's just foreboding in the sense that it's going to be or unpleasurable experiences here I can make that's part of the package
2: so it's gonna be forever or it's gonna go down in you can tell me when it's over if the worth the pain they'll you i'm
1: insane that's right it's it's basically letting the person know you're about to get on a roller coaster ride and there's going to be some damage at the end. You're going to walk out a little bit damage, a little bit of baggage. Uh, You're going to take home some baggage and, uh, you know, just be ready for it, basically.
0: Yeah, because she does describe it as a game, right? In a couple of lines in different verses, she has the description of loves a game, want to play. And then she says, you know, you love the game. And she says that she loves Players. She used that word, which is so often thrown around. But I think quite often when people do use the word player, they're doing it in a really critical way of the other person. They're saying, "You're a fucking player. You're you've used to be." Whereas she doesn't have that remorse or that sense of victimisation. She's saying, "Yeah, I go after players. Um, I'm aware of it, and not everyone will be a player. Maybe I'm a player sometimes. Who knows? It's possibly just part of the." the uh, the fabric of, of any of these relationships. And again, it's very matter of fact, it's very upfront, it's very honest. Um, she's saying, it's quite possible that you're not gonna be right for me. I have a thing for people like you. I know that it's happened before, you're the next name to be put into the blank space.
1: Yes, and in a very light way, she's basically saying this relationship will go from zero to a hundred in mm-hmm. any direction at any given time. And you better get ready for, for, for this roller coaster ride. And again, throughout, incredibly unapologetic, just matter of factly. And the music being extremely lighthearted, like it's, it's, it's a very catchy, fun tune right. to listen. So and whether it's because it's an actual mental disorder or because when you're a teenager and your hormones are all over the place, you know, these things Uh, can and will happen and even as adults with no hormone storm going inside you or any other mental disorder you you can change your mind very quickly about certain things or certain people
0: well yeah and she says in one line because we're young and we're reckless and then in a previous verse around the same part she says I get drunk on jealousy which is a great line and does somewhat describe I guess, the feeling of jealousy in that it's regularly irrational and will surge into appearance and then disappear, much like, you know, when you're getting drunk. And indeed, you'll feed it yourself. When you're getting drunk, you you do it to yourself. And likewise, with jealousy, you probably do it to yourself too, with uh, imagining things that aren't actually happening. Or it's...
1: Yeah, and, and with these things especially, the more you dig... The worse it is, it's like looking for your own symptoms on, on Google. Right. The more you look for something, the more you're gonna find things that are out of context and generally don't necessarily apply. So yeah, the getting drunk on jealousy, that's a good line. And again she, at some point she says, screaming, crying, perfect storm, I can make all the tables turn. Uh, again this going from zero to a to hundred in any possible direction. Screaming, crying, nightmare dressed like a daydream. Uh, But another thing I like, which we're going to change subject slightly here. In the second verse, she says on the ain't it funny, rumors fly. And this is hinting at the fact that all these things that she's saying about her relationships really are things that she's been criticized for. And none of these people have been involved with her. Uh, and so it's just rumors. It's what people have perceived, people w- what people have said and decided based on what the, the little bits that they've witnessed of her personal love life. And again, she 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 was just accepting it. Her mm. sort of lack of control over it. She's like, yeah, rumors fly. And the rumors say that I'm neurotic. I'm you know potentially bipolar or manic depressive. I'll go in any direction at any given moment and you're going to walk out of this with scars and baggage. Are you ready for it? And are you willing to not pay attention to the rumours?
0: And are you ready, yeah, uh, to be the subject of rumours? Like That's I, right, yes. I experience. Yes. I wonder if it's, therefore, it's a tale definitely for people who are famous, uh, but it's also a tale for everyone.
1: Well, yeah,
2: and we all get
0: bored and talk about each other. That's what humans do.
2: And I'll write your name.
0: I liked how the end, the instrumental part of the ending of the song, it matches the instrumental part of the beginning of the song, which isn't necessarily that novel, but the way it went on at the end seemed to me to suggest that this is a song about a cycle that will continue, and if you wrapped the track around into a circle, the end of the song would bleed into the beginning of the song and, and therefore you would have another song about another guy or another person who would therefore be the new space that uh, name in the blank space. And there was something quite, uh, suitable for this kind of song to have that kind of structure.
1: Yes. Yes. That's excellent. That's an excellent point. Uh, so next time you do your mixtape, Uh, You can have a 90-minute cassette of just blank space and it will just seamlessly continue into the beginning of the song.
0: I remember having tapes when I was in high school with just one song.
1: We've all done it, I think. (laughs) Or maybe it's just us and we're weird. (laughs) I don't know.
0: No, but 90 minutes or two hours of... The same song.
1: Excuse me, you had two-hour cassettes? Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure we had 120 cassettes. Oh, I
1: think you might be right. Yes, 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 120, that's right.
0: (laughs) So when this song came out then, I wonder what the reception was from people that she'd been in relationships with and did they all interpret that it was about them and that would be one of the, the hassles of being Taylor Swift or of being anyone and reflecting... To anyone else about these kinds of moments and these kinds of experiences and these kinds of relationships, is you can't control the interpretation of them. And for her, it might have been, in terms of mental health, quite a powerful and empowering act Mm. to draw a line in the sand between where society or where the industry thought they were speaking to her and even affecting her and where she could say, no actually. This is what I control and this is what you control and there's a distinction between the two. Um, Yeah so I wonder like to what extent she was then aware of how the song would have been misinterpreted possibly.
1: Look who knows because there is a in the chorus she says got a long list of ex-lovers they'll tell you I'm insane and so I don't think this was directed or about any single relationship. Yeah, good point. And really, if anyone thinks it's about them, I think it says a lot about that person. And look, dealing with that kind of pressure, you know, she, especially for people who have been thrown in the public eye very young, it takes a lot of resilience. To you know, you think it's hard to be the subject of rumors in school when it's you know some dozens of people saying something about right. you. Imagine when millions of people are looking at you watching your every move and you're only 15, 17, 21, you know, and you don't have uh, necessarily the tools to deal with that. It's quite amazing that she was able to to write this song and, and use this as, a coping mechanism, I imagine, at least to some extent, and at the same time make it a statement that she didn't care what people right,
2: said. Boys only want love if it's torture. Don't say I didn't say I didn't warn ya. Boys only want love if it's torture. Don't say I didn't say I didn't warn ya.
0: Well, I wonder if that's a common theme with her. Because one of her other huge songs is Shake It Off. And depending on what the sentiment was behind that, that phrase, that could also be this idea of you're going to, as a popular person but even not, walk through a world where you're going to be commented on, particularly as a woman, you're going to be a young woman, you're going to be commented on to what extent are you going to absorb that uh, versus to what extent are you just going to realize that you need to be resilient to a lot of this and that might be a common theme for her i, d- I don't know i'm not a, not a mega fan but
1: no i agree and i'm in the same position i i don't know many of her songs uh also i don't know the lyrics of shake it off but i i very much would be inclined to think that it's, it's, as you said, just another example of her for herself but also for everybody out there who's looking for a bit of moral support for what they're going through is to just shake it off and put a song on and dance and do something that makes you happy, which is always easier said than done, of course.
0: So then I suppose it seems like this song in terms of mental health, it's got a very positive tone to it, doesn't it? A very strong tone. There's not a lot of vulnerability in here. Um, there's not a lot of, yeah, fragility. This is this is a song about I know who I am, I know what I'm doing and I'm not perturbed by your characterizations of me.
1: That's right. And it may come from a place of fragility and, and difficult moments, but she seems to have written this song when she got to the other side of whatever she was going through or maybe to help her get on the other side, accepting that she's got no control over the rumours that fly, over what people think or say. And whether the rumours are true or not, this is who she is and you got to take her uh, for who she is.
0: Yeah, I remember reading a study years ago about what they called successful relationships and those were relationships which had lasted... A certain period of time let's say 10 years doesn't really matter the study showed that the worst the most important word in those relationships was but in the sense that people in relationships could describe their partner and say yes he's annoying he doesn't do this but it's because blah blah, blah. he gets home from work at 3am or something and so i noticed that when in this song Whilst it's not exactly the same, there are moments where she says, for instance, uh, they'll tell you I'm insane. So exactly what we're talking about. There's this flurry of criticism of her being insane. But she uses the word but in the following sense. And she, she contextualizes it. And she says, they might say that about me. Nevertheless, I've got this approach to relationships, which is if one doesn't work, then I move on to the next one and I've got that blank space for you. Let's give it a go. And so the word but becomes very powerful. And whilst it's not an exact comparison, I like the, there's a certain symmetry there.
1: It's very interesting. uh, And that probably says a lot about me and my relationships. When you said the most important word was but, I thought of it in exactly the opposite way, which is oh, he's a nice guy, or she's a nice girl, but annoys the shit out of me, or, you know, does this, will not, will not do the dishes, or will not take the trash out, so, um...
0: When you said you thought that you, when you said you interpreted it differently, I thought you were going to say that when you heard the word but,
1: you thought it was about their ass. (laughs) No, and again, the fact that I didn't go there probably does say a lot about me and my relationships or lack thereof. So, yeah, that's very interesting. The, and I think it, not that it's relevant here, but this use of the word but basically is just an, another way of, of saying compromise. It's people that are willing mm, yeah. to take some and leave some and accept that it's never going to be perfect and accept their partner for who they are. Not wanting to change anything, even though some aspects may bother you or annoy you.
0: Yeah, it's maybe even a little humility in there, right? It it says, look, yes, everything about them isn't to my liking. I'm sure everything about me isn't to their liking. In a way, there's something humble about Taylor Swift's approach here. She's saying, yes, I've done these things, but I don't see myself as this perfectly formed, developed person either. I'm I'm a work in progress as is any relationship I have as is the person I'm in a relationship with. So there's humility all across the board.
1: That's right, yes. And it's funny because at the same time, I thought as we're talking about compromise and humility, I thought Taylor Swift here is very uncompromising about who she is. And rightly so in that way that she is, this is who I am. That's where she's uncompromising, but in the same breath one can only assume that she will have the same attitude towards a partner where she will take that partner as they are without wanting them to change anything. No,
0: exactly. She's forgiving to herself and to them. Yeah. And yes. to the combination.
1: How beautiful.
2: I've <laughs> a lovers They'll tell you I'm insane But i got a blank space, baby And I'll write your name